Working with Warriors podcast by the team at the Regional Men's Health Initiative. Hello and welcome. I'm Owen Caddo and I'm joined today by fellow team member Terry Melrose. G'day Terry. G'day Owen. This podcast is podcast three and it's talk to a mate part two and, and we just want to talk a bit today about connection through relationships, community and communication being important parts of our mateship and the role of primary care on, on the back of our first or our second podcast, Terry. Yeah, that's right, mate. Just to reinforce, when we talk about those categories of mates, it's important to acknowledge that we, we identify in the good times and those three categories are either a, a partner, so a good woman or an intimate relationship, uh, a peer is usually a, a younger bloke, a good mate we've grown up with, and then that mentor, that older bloke, that older man we go to for a bit of lived experience and, and wisdom. Yep, absolutely. Well, we, and we're just doing a snippet on relationships as part of this, but our, our relationships are important to us and, and the differences are, are pretty significant. You know, ladies or women are more likely to have ongoing friendships, networks and interest areas, and they're more fluid and flexible in their social bonds. And what I mean by that is is long over the long term, you know, they're, they're more likely to carry a close female friend that's lasted for years you know, over the over life's journey, whereas as blokes, you know, we're not. When I think between myself and my wife, that that's real, you yeah. know. So 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 those relationships and how they develop, Terry, are are important to our mateship. Yeah, look, we talk about um, you know having positive relationships. We know sometimes there can be conflict in relationships, and and conflict can be a bit detrimental to our health and well being. But the biggest biggest factor there is about just having having a sense of connection isn't it um a sense of belonging and and we know that long-term relationships relationships whether that's through a marriage or or through a a long-term partner or girlfriend it does provide a a sense of stability you know so and and that in turn can help us blokes form some good healthy habits and behaviors and um and even when we look at um recovering from mental health problems or well-being issues they talk about a big part of that comes from that community and and we really important statement is about connectedness and people feeling safe so community in that context is really critical for that sense of belonging as well it is, Terry, and, and you alluded to there is some, some research around that, that suggests that if we've been with a long-term or in a long-term partnership that our, that our physical and mental well-being uh, is improved. So, so that, that's important for, for us. No, no, a lot of research around that good relationships help, help keep us happy, healthy and result in a, in a longer life expectancy even. And, and I guess we do talk about um, the relationships where where people haven't been able to get a relationship or, or have a, a constant relationship in their life with a, with one person that that, um, that fills that category of our mateship of that partner category and if we don't have that if I'm a bachelor or or I don't have that well that that removes one category of our mateships you know pool. Yep, and people, we can f- find that sense of connection, can't we? Through, through we've spoken in the last session about men's sheds, footy clubs, those yep. safe places for broke blokes, and we do have to work at it, and and it is in investing a bit of time in you know finding those 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 connections, those point of contact, and and those mates, you know, because yep. quite often we through our work we do have associates, um, you know. Uh, Short-term contacts, but to, to develop long-term and ongoing relationships takes time and effort. Yep, no, absolutely. And I guess communication, you know, is really important. And, and we'll, we've got a podcast coming up down the track on 
solely on communication or a number of podcasts, but but just a snippet really that that is important for us as blokes is 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 to talk about that difference because because it does affect how we talk and how we how we listen, I guess. And and the premise of all good communication is that the science tells us that 55% of communication, so the largest effect of it is around our body language. So I personally find it hard to talk on the phone and and without being in that person-to-person contact. So so it is just a, a good thing to remember that that, that, that visual aspect of our, how we communicate is important when we're when we're catching up with mates, you know, we we we're all guilty of it. Um, me me with my in my family situation and and at work sometimes. But but we we need to listen and listen completely. And I call it actively listening because quite often people never listen. Um, so that's that's really important. And then we just need to you know summarise those differences, Terry, on 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 our communication because as blokes. We are different, and I harp on that. But but when we just accept some of those differences in the majority, um, we can communicate better and get better outcomes. Yeah, look, and the old saying, it, it's it's not what you say, it's how you say it too. And we know blokes come to, sometimes can come across a bit gruff. Um, you know, we yes and no and a, maybe a grunt are, are perfectly fine responses for a bloke, those short-term answers. Oh, uh, absolutely, Terry. That, that grunting, and, and I've, I've had that experience at home where myself and my younger son uh, road tested my wife to see how long we could just answer in grunts over a meal. And we lasted about seven and a half minutes before before my wife said, what the bloody hell is going on here, guys? But but it was just yes and no's and, uh, you know, so we're good at that. I'm sure you got the cold end of the bed that night, mate. <laughs> yeah. So, and a, a bit of that is about being, a, it can be a way of being evasive for blokes, isn't it? Sort of not, not having to delve into some of those issues we might not be feeling comfortable about. So so if we are if we are testing the waters, especially with a bloke, you know, just be prepared. Sometimes it could be a bit short and a, a, vun, a gruff in that first first response. Um, you know, but we've got to go in quite often with a, a second follow-up question, whether that's that day or maybe a week later, but it is important. Yeah, look, and the practical part of that is if, if someone says, oh, I've solved the problem, um, no matter what issue in our life it is, it's, it's a comeback is, so how have you solved that problem? Mm-hmm. What have you, you know, done about it? What have you done about it? What are you doing about it? And that might unload a whole lot of other stuff, but it's an important follow-up. Well, look, and we say about that, uh, a problem shared is a, is a problem halved, and quite often we do feel good about verbalising and getting stuff off our chest, but quite often people cannot, as you say, follow through with the actions, whether it's going to the doctor or going talking to the legal eagle, taking some proactive steps to, to resolve the problem. So, And that's part of why we p- place a real importance on that follow-up is to encourage that action. Yeah, and I'm sure we've had all had plenty of examples in our life, and I always talk about with a, with a few mates that I've had conversations with over time where I've had the gut feel that something's going wrong. First time I've asked, I'm all right. Second time I've asked, like, you've already asked that today, and it was kind of a get-stuffed response, but my gut feel was I've got to go again. And the third time I've asked... It's been a full, you know, disclosure and, and thanks, bloody thanks for the follow-up and over any type of issue. And it's not only in the work we do, it's in, in our life. No, because there is that hesitance quite often that, you know, if I ask, I might make it worse. Yep. But quite often, can't do no harm. It's not about being an expert. We've got to make that pretty clear. Uh, absolutely. And I'm, I'm convinced in the work we do and, and not only that, just in our life's experience, Terry, we we can't we we um 
I've got that gut feel and that inclination. We've just got to talk to a mate. And, and in the work we do, we, we refer to this premise as primary care. And primary care is about um, ordinary people looking after their mates. So it, it is reinforced by, by a, a lot of research that, um, you know, around 90% of suffering through traumatic experience and that, that real human suffering in our lives can be resolved by just having a, a cuppa, you know. Might be taking a few beers around to a mate. Um, a hug, you've got to be careful who you hug and where you put your hands. We acknowledge that. Um, but it is about just... just showing some concern, talking to a caring friend or an ordinary human being who knows how to and listen. And, and you've already touched on that importance to, to actively listen and listen completely because we're quite often told, ask a question, you know, are you okay or how are you going? But we've always got to be prepared for the response and that can take some time to sit with someone and really work through it. Yeah, absolutely, Terry. It can, it, can be, it can be half an hour, it can be half a day or whatever it takes, but we... We just know that, that we can help nine out of ten people, us, when I say we, not you and me, community, people, family, friends, by just being an active listener and asking. And oh, that's really powerful stuff and I think we've got to really promote that a lot more. We're a really good conduit for, for that pathway for people to, to seek help change their life and and improve just outcomes, whether it be physical, mental or some other stuff going on in our life. Yep. And just to reiterate, when I said earlier on about those relationships, that recovery from mental health and wellbeing issues, so we're not talking about mental illness here, even though we know a, community, a well and connected community is really important for people recovering from mental illness, but we're just talking about people dealing with life life issues and, and just those situational distresses that we all deal with with time to time and, and people hit the wall. Yeah, and look, we'll elaborate on that in, in later podcasts. But how do we do it in terms of primary care? You know, the premise of primary care for us is starting a conversation. And then I always say it's listen, listen, listen and having some empathy. If, I reckon we're all capable of having some empathy and listen. It's not having to believe or be in the same pool of thought, but I can sit back and actively listen and try and get the context of what is creating distress for that person, whether it be physical, mental or whatever. And I think it's important just to um, explain empathy a little bit because quite often it gets a bit confused with sympathy and sympathy is feeling sorry for someone, but empathy, um, and I've heard you talk about it in the past around seeing the issue through that person's eyes, you know, listening to them through their ears and, and sort of feeling their story through their heart. Um, so really important, it's not about us passing judgment from our own experience, but really, I suppose, spending a bit of time in their shoes and what they're going yeah. through and where they've come from. No, look, absolutely. So, and, and we do talk about getting permission, Terry, and, um, you know, and that's that's something simply by asking and, and we can make a difference and a conversation I always say can change a life um, it doesn't matter what it is we get so many people coming back to us and in my personal life just saying thanks mate for that chat thanks for, for thanks for listening so it, it's, it's powerful stuff yep no definitely and that giving permission is just about encouraging going to get the professional help and really just to to summarize a bit Owen we, we talk about being a good mate you know what's it about and and I think we've explained it just from the fact of supporting our mates that listening and empathy we can't reiterate that enough pretty simple yeah look simple and I always use an analogy there Terry of of the ute and I um had explained to me very early in my life but about not not getting in the ute so 
the person, my mate with the issue is in the ute. We've got the window down. I'm not getting in the ute, but I can actually have a fair bit of empathy and connection by listening through the ute. My mate in the ute doesn't want me to get in the ute because if I get in the ute, we're all buggered. But he just wants to tell his story and, and talk about stuff. And and he doesn't want me in the ute ultimately anyway. But we So we don't, with empathy, we don't have to get in the ute and we shouldn't get in the ute because it's there, my mate's issues. I'm just talking it through with him. So pretty important that we remember that. No, that's it. And, and just through, we have to spend some time to actively look out for people around us. Um, it is being a bit aware of, of what's going on in people around us. We know all, and we do say with that primary care and being a good mate, we've got to look after ourselves first and foremost. Absolutely. But, but outside of that, it is about accepting a bit of people's diversity. You know, what, what troubles me may not trouble you and, you know, what scares the hell out of you might be a pretty minimal issue for me. So it is really looking at it from, from with open eyes and, and just being a bit open that we're all different and have different capacity to cope and deal with stuff is, is a pretty important thing there. Yeah, that's a really important point because we do, Terry, and uh, a different capacity and, and we're all that, that got that different DNA and hardwired that way. So what affects you won't affect me and vice versa. And I suppose at the end of the day... Uh, we know how, how good it feels when someone asks us how we're going. So it, there's a, f- a sense of, um, you know, we don't do it to feel good about ourselves, but it can be re- rewarding, can't it, being oh, a good mate? Oh, look, absolutely. You just sit down and after you've had a chat with someone and someone just chats, you know, walks away and got a bit of spring in their step and, and says thanks. It's a really powerful thing and um, it just takes a bit of effort. So. Definitely. Yeah. Righto. Well, thanks. Thanks, Terry, that um, winds up today. And, and I guess if we just remember our statement... Yeah, look, Owen, as we always say, before it gets too much, talk to a mate. And um, we understand sometimes we may not be able to talk to those around us. So it's always good to remember Men's Line Australia is out there 24-7, support and advice line for blokes. And they can be contacted on 1300 789 978. Yeah, good on you, Terry. And uh, look, the next episode will be our fourth podcast and it'll be Talk to a Mate uh, COVID-19 where we'll just um, talk a bit about the impacts and solution of maintaining mateship through challenging times. No, that's a really important one. It's COVID-19 has been a big issue, and I'll make sure I bring my hand sanitizer and we keep our 1.5 metre distancing. Yeah, good on you. Cheers. Thanks, everyone. Thanks for listening to our Working With Warriors podcast series. 